Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled Homecoming. It was written by Thomas McKeon, who is also our game master. He will also be doing the recap tonight. And this is episode 12. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Thomas? Thanks, Tom. <laughs> it's evening, the night of April 9th, 1931. Four days since, they, the players were hired by Bethany and Samantha Tucker to look into the disappearance of Timothy Tucker, sister and husband, respectively. In the last four days, the players have begun their search. And for those last four days, they've weaved through the intrigue of an investigation into City Hall, of which Timothy was an architect for. It appeared that Timothy was in the middle of something big, involving money, secrets, conspiracy, and murder, all centered around Jimmy Walker, mayor of New York. After days of investigating, a near pass at death, some light breaking and entering, and even a partial betrayal by one of the investigators, the group found more questions than they did answers. As a result, the group decided to turn in their one substantial piece of evidence to the people who needed it most, state investigators hoping to take down Mayor Walker. Now, Greta is gone. Their t the targets are off the players' backs, and they can now continue their investigation into Timothy Tucker. But now they have no leads. That is until they receive a convenient call from Union Trust of New York just before closing. It appears that, it appears that uh, when one door closes, a window opens. It seems as if the bank has received information from the check stub the players provided. However, the banker says that there is no W Darby, not anymore. The account is actually a trust account under the name William Darby. The primary user, who is the account, who the account was made for, however, is Tally Darby. With Tally's full name and address, the players rush to the International District, a slummy section of Brooklyn's once vibrant community. Tucked away in between tenements and warehouses sat a single longhouse, a three-story home with peeling white paint and ornate tapestries for curtains. Bars run up the windows on the first two stories, typical for homes in this neighborhood. Felix led the way, followed by Hop. The two found some interesting things. The first, a half circle of salt just before the door, frozen to the wood of the porch. The perimeter of the circle, however, appears to have been broken before the players arrived, frozen salt scattered about. The second, and most concerning, however, was the door's lock was broken. Unlocked, Felix pushed open the door, revealing a dark interior. Something feels off when the door creaks open. There's a feeling each of you get staring into the pitch black of the home as an overpowering scent of incense wafts over you all. It's a feeling like you shouldn't be there. Yet, there's a feeling like something is inside waiting for you. You all stand at the precipice of the home, Felix at the head of your group. What you seek is inside. What do you do? Um, 
I, I've I've got a bad feeling about this hawk. Look, I I I, I don't want to seem I don't want to seem like I'm a wimp, but um, after after that shootout and and everything that happened last year, I'm. I understand. You want me to, to go honest, first? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really good with 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 dead bodies and things. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's not. You know. I'll uh, I'll go first then. Uh, I've got my. I've got my gun drawn, and as I push open the door and, and move inside, I'm, I'm looking on either side to make sure there's nobody standing there ready to whack me. Um, but I'm also going to call out and say, uh, Miss Darby, Miss Darby, are you here? So you push through Felix and you step inside, uh, gun drawn. Luckily, there's no room on the sides of this very small um, kind of hallway. It's like it's, it, it's, it could be considered a foyer, but it's more like just a small hallway entrance. Um, so there's very little room for someone to actually stand there waiting for you. Um, as you step inside, you can see that this house is, is cold. Um, no heat. It's the same temperature outside. Uh, well, it, it's colder inside um, than it is out oddly enough. Um, when you call out for Tally, no response. Um, in the foyer, Hawk, you find that there's, uh, if there's not much. Uh, there appears to be a small console table just to the side, but it strikes you, uh, not uh, unlike the, uh, the coat hanger with, uh, the, with like scarves and shawls, um, and also the bucket of salt with like a scoop in it. Um, it strikes you because it's a shrine of some sort. I'm I'm basically following Clifton kind of close. Well, not I'm I'm, I'm giving a distance, but as soon as I see that shrine, I kind of shiver and I'm like, "Well, describe the shrine. What's the shrine look like?" The shrine consists of a small stone statue of some kind, two urns, a bowl, and then another small stone-looking jar. Um, how many of you are, are, are coming inside? Uh, this, is, this is very plain to see. It's like one of the very, it's right there in the doorway. Uh, it's not hidden. It's, 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 it's like, it's like the, the, the very first thing you see entering the home. It's like a greeting, essentially. Felix, Felix, is this some sort of a Jewish thing? I was going to say, too, that I think last episode, William and I were waiting in the car. So once I see them about to go in, I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? They're, they're going in? And, and I'm going to get out of the car and approach the house, too. All right. And William follows Tommy. I'll follow the group as well. Can can I look at the shrine? Is it is it anything I recognize? Um, well, let's let's do, let's go over each individual thing. What are you what what are you focusing on? There, there there's it, there's a even well, on this small console table. There's quite a lot. There's a statue. There's these urns. They're urns. They're very clearly urns. Um, um I'm going to continue in a little farther and make sure there's nobody here. Okay. So if there are other doors leading out, I'm going to peek through them, make sure nobody's standing there ready to shoot us. 
But uh, yeah. Feel, yeah, I asked Felix to take a look. At when you when you say urns, are they like canoptic jars or something? They they look like urns, uh, not canoptic jars. Like there's no, they definitely like will not flower be flower urns. Um, but I mean, no, they would be canoptic jars, uh, urns. Yeah, they 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 look like the urns of the dead. Um, small, bulbous. Um, the urns, since you're focusing on them. Um, one is, yeah, right like that. Um, one is gray. The other one is a goldish color. It's got, um, along the, uh, the rims, you can see there's wording. Um, one is very clearly Arabic on the gold one. The other one is very clearly Latin. Uh, and as you're looking at that, Felix, um, Hawk has moved deeper into the house. What about everybody else? Are you standing there at the at the shrine? Um, I am basically following Clifton with my gun out, just to give him some backup. So we're, we're doing that thing where I motion for him to go to the other side of the door, and then we both yeah to make sure there's nobody. And we're also looking for bodies, if there's somebody on the floor or something like that. Sure. Thompson, I'm going to say that, for whatever reason, you're the last one in. Um, as soon as you walk into the foyer and you look at the shrine, you can see Felix is kind of studying it. Um, you can kind of see past William and Tommy. That is a statue of Anubis. And it's not like a cheap carving that you would get at like a mar flea market this is like this is like an antique so what is it made out of stone sandstone sandstone um hmm. it's um i don't have appraisal but i do have well i have archaeology could i tell how i mean if this uh like how old it might be or is this like a of a new construction or um, but my archaeology work for that. Yeah, go ahead and give me an archaeology roll. Wow, right on the money. I got a 51 out of 51. Damn, all right. Uh, um, now, you, 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 you would think that just by looking at a statue and me saying it's of Anubis, people would just be like, oh, it's a statue of a jackal-headed being. Um, the why people weren't able to gather that but you could is because there's a lot of fading on the sandstone. Um, it's old. You're not sure how old, what dynasty, what time period, but it's definitely older than the Roman Empire. Okay. Um, you can see that just the, the features are gone. It's oh, been right. blasted away by time. Wow. Okay. So it's that old. Yes. And it's it's just lying about as if it's uh, another piece of furniture then. Um, there are candles around it and the way that everything is kind of situated, um, it's, it's not like it's furniture. It's not like it's a decoration. This is very clearly um, a shrine. A shrine. It is okay. very clearly a, a place of reverence. 
like Anubis is in, is in the center between the two urns. The bowl is directly in front of it. The jar is off to the side. Um, Tommy and, um, and William, they're moving in deeper into the house. What are, what are you guys doing? Are you just following them or are you looking at something on the table? Is there a light switch? Um, yes, there is a light switch in the, uh, the foyer. I'll check the lights if they're on. You flick, nothing turns on. Um, William, as you walk in, um, your foot hits something on the ground um, and you can just hear the rattling of papers. Uh, just off to the side, I just hit my printer, just off to the side, um, like they were shot through the door, um, mail, just like a stack. Uh, alert Tommy to the fact that obviously nobody's been here for a while, the, the mail's stacked up. Have we got our flashlights on us by any chance, would we say? Um, I'll say you have one flashlight and then everyone else has lighters. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, if between Tommy and I, we've got one, I'll put that on and have a kind of closer look to it. Is it, is it all just letters and mail and everything that's lying about? Yeah, there's um, letters and mail. Um, the dating of it um, looks to be about the, the latest one is from about two weeks ago. Um, and you can see that in the pile, you can see Tommy, since you were one, uh, the one that flicked the light switch. Uh, one of them, no, not two, two of them are uh, failure to pay notices from the uh, electric company. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not surprising. Um, back to Hawk and, um, and Fowler. So you guys have moved deeper into the home. Um, so it's a long house, so there's basically... Um, it's basically the living, uh, the, the, the foyer. Um, and there's no real doors. Whatever doors that were here have been removed. Um, there's the dining room and the living room, which are connected. And then um, a kitchen. Whatever else are, is probably up on the, uh, the second and third story. So bedrooms, um, the bathroom, uh, parlors, whatever. If there are parlors, there probably are they'd be upstairs. There's a small bathroom just before uh, you pass into the, uh, the, the dining room, but it's just a wash closet. It's just a toilet. All right. Um, so my first, my first pass is just going to be to make sure there's nobody here. Sure. Um, um, and then I'll say to Fowler, I say, uh, I say uh, start, start doing a more thorough uh, look at things, and I'll go up to the next level and make sure there's nobody there. Okay. I don't think there's anybody in the house, but let's make sure nobody's dead on the floor. That's always a good idea there. So I will kind of make sure uh, that, you know, the bottom floor is fully secure first, and then when that is, then I'll do a, uh, a thorough search of each room. Right. So you and, guys... I'm sorry, and do I smell decay of any kind? No, but it would be very difficult to smell anything other than the incense. Um, as you guys walk through the house, you can see that hanging from the ceiling, um, set into uh, the, 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 the wood ceiling, are uh, brass incense holders that hang from chains. 
they just kind of swing there in the in the soft wind. Uh, while no incense is burning, the oil or the petals inside still produce a, a very strong scent. But other than that, you don't smell anything. And as I as I get to the bottom of the stairs and start up, I turn back and I say, "You think she was like a fortune teller or something?" And she and uh, Hawk is standing at the stairs. It's directly visible to the foyer, so everyone can hear. Every, basically, this entire area is open concept, so you can all kind of hear and see each other. Would it would it almost be more like a, a gathering place than just a you know a fortune teller's home? Just the, the set up the. Is it more like big enough for a, a larger group of people? Mm, not on this first floor. Um, Hawk did a very cursory glance. Um, you may discern uh, more stuff as you go to each room. Um, Hawk is just securing, essentially. Safety, yeah, safety is my important, cons, my important thing here. Um, first. So, you're, so Hawk is going to head upstairs. Um, Fowler, tell me which room you want to focus on and do a more uh, intense cursory glance through. <sighs> Dining room, living room, kitchen. Let's, let's go with the living room, then the dining room, then the kitchen. Yeah, and hopefully at that point, others will, will be joining you. So let's go back now to Felix. So you were looking at the urns, correct? Yes. I'm. Um, well, the one you, you said that is... Um in Latin. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to show that to uh, Dr. Thompson. You, 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 you speak Latin, don't you? Read Latin? Um, what, 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 what do you make of this? Alright, well, I, I sort of browsed over Latin when I was in, you know, my, my youth, but uh, sure, let me, let me give it uh, a go. Sure. Uh, that is 15 out of 21. Okay. Uh, the lining, the script that reads on the lining of the urn is, We commend into thy mercy all other thy servants, which are departed hence from us with the sign of faith, and now do rest in the sleep of peace. Grant unto them, we beseech thee, thy mercy and everlasting peace. Hmm. Um. Does anyone have like a like a religion role? Uh, not a cult. A cult? Not a cult. Something something besides that. I um, have um, a knowledge of biblical Hebrew. That, I, have, um, I have Aramaic. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'll let you. And I mean, I could always go back to my anthropology because that deals with, um, that's more of like uh, cultural. Uh, yeah, we'll say, we'll say either a history role or an anthropology role. Um, you guys can pick. Everyone in, in the area. So Tommy, uh, William, Felix, Henry. That is a 45 out of 71. I got a zero one out of sixty-five for history. You're kidding me! Damn. All right. Not messing around. Well, aren't you a girly swan? Well, finally, finally, I could be of use. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, you'll be of use, Dr. Thompson. Don't worry. Um, William, you got the, the, the O1. So this is, um, this is the litany of the dead. It's pulled directly from the Angelican Book of Common Prayer. However, this prayer, the litany, um, it's important to note that this prayer has not been used in the Church of England. The Church of England, so, you know, uh, since 1555. Well, I'll let, I'll let the professor know. Yeah. I, I probably pretty, pretty much uh, gathered it, but not as uh, not as quickly as you, you had. Yeah. You didn't know the exact dates. You just knew what the right. litany was. Right. Um, the, uh, the other urn is sitting there, and, and as I said, uh, it has Arabic around it. It's very – it's got gold trimming, um, just gold-painted trimming. Um, Tommy, um, what are you looking at? As they're kind of handling the urn, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm kind of focused on the statue right now, and I'm curious what my knowledge of Anubis would be. Um, Is that something I can roll for? or? Yeah, but in archaeology, anthropology, occult. We're trying to cool. Uh, no, I missed it by 15. Okay. Um, while you're kind of examining the statue, though, um, you see that uh, in the wooden cup just in front of the statue and the urns, uh, there be, appear to be two flowers sitting in a still pool of water. Do you have biology or natural world? Um... I do have some biology, yeah. Go ahead and roll that. Nope, 20 points. Uh, it just smells real good. <laughs> Tommy, you know, that, you know that William's really good at that natural world stuff. If you need a hand, just give oh, us a shot. I do, I do know that, yeah. Who's a Boy Scout? What do you think of this? Yeah, that do, smells nice. How do the uh, flowers it, look? Do they look two weeks old? Or are they very pretty and nice smelling with with a 67. With a 67? Is that a fail or a pass? That's, that's a fail. Okay, so they're just pretty flowers. Yeah. Um, Glad to be of help, Tommy. Yeah, that, that helped. Uh, William, as you're kind of examining the flowers, uh, is that a central? So I'll just say you smell it. Um, you smell smell hidden. Smell hidden. Uh, there's a faint smell of alcohol beside the flowers. As you're kind of examining the bowl, as you kind of picked it, there's a there's a slight odor of alcohol near the shrine. Not from the bowl itself, but nearby. Near near the shrine. You don't. It's not coming from the bowl. The bowl is filled with water. I say to Tommy, Tommy, do you smell that? It's like alcohol. Alcohol? Have a look around about it, the area. Um, also, give me a spot heading for it, since we don't have a smell roll. Did the flowers seem fresh? No, that is that you can that you can tell. They seem old. They seem wilted. I'm not any good at spot heading, so no. Okay. 
Well, then we will leave that there. Let's now jump to, uh, let's say we'll jump to Fowler since he's downstairs. We'll get to Hawk upstairs in just a moment. So Fowler, you're in the living room. So the living room and the dining room are connected, but you're focused just primarily on the living room. Uh, in the dining room, you can see that uh, on a dining room table, there are stacks of books, stacks of them. Um, Does any, like, I guess I'll go worry about that after. Sure. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, there are stacks of books, papers everywhere. Um, but uh, in the living room, uh, there's, it's very quaint and very small. Fireplace, rug, red armchair facing it, um, and then uh, a little, a little uh, side table. Um, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to make you do a spot hidden for this. Um, on the round end table, uh, next to an empty tea mug, there is a copy of We by Evgeny Zamyatin. Okay. Does this mean anything to you? I... No, not really, but I'm pretty sure it's... Well, well, we'll let you hold on to that so you can go tell the others in just a sec. Um, do you want to do anything with the book? Uh, is there any inscription inside the book? I kind of open it up. Is there, like, any, you know, like, to somebody or no? Um, no, uh, however, something odd, um, the book is literally in Russian, like it's not in English, it's in Russian. Okay. Um, and every so often you see, um, handwritten notes on the actual pages, um, in English talking about the symbolism and what, uh, the person believes this means, um, very, uh, very gentle handwriting too, um, with a, with a blue ink pen. Uh, there's, as you go deeper and deeper into the book, there's lots of these notes, all in English. Okay. Um, all right. So, and that's really all that we can see in the uh, living room. So we'll go to Hawk as he climbs the stairs. Um. Hawk, you're walking up the stairs, and up the stairs, um, you can see that there are pictures all along the walls as it winds up. Um, some are of an Englishman in uniform in what appears to be a desert. Um, there's also pictures of that same Englishman and a woman who wears a hijab, and, a, 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 and a, you can't clearly see her face because she wears a, a niqab. Um, but there is one where her face is, re her face is revealed and at the top of the stairs. Um, the woman is clearly Middle Eastern, of course. Um, uh, and in the picture, she's very young, very beautiful, smiling without her hijab and niqab, standing in front of Big Ben. Um, here and there, you also see that there are uh, pictures of, uh, of a baby, of a young child. Um, okay. 
So now you're standing in the hallway just before the stairs. Um, there are two doors. Um, one is open, the other is closed. The one that is opened uh, it clearly enters into like a rear parlor. Okay, um, I'll look in there first. Okay. Um, I, I, without saying it, I, I'm being very cautious about sure. somebody jumping out. Um, sure. So you kind of cautiously step inside. Um, the rear parlor is laid out more like a living room than the living room downstairs. Two large couches facing a long coffee table. There's a phonograph in the corner with a record on it. Um, there are two windows uh, on this in this room, and they're uncovered. They overlook an alleyway between this uh, this street and the next. Um, between the windows uh, is a very large oak bookshelf. It's filled with all kinds of hardcover books. At this distance, you can't really see, but they're definitely all different sizes, all different ages. Um, is there another, another way out of the room? Other than the door you came through, no, but as you turn around to look, you see that um, the door that would enter into the other room. So, uh, if you're imagining it, the layout. So you have the windows and then the, the wall that you came through. There's a door over on the left and there would be a door on the right where you would enter into the other room on this floor. Mm -hmm. However, there is no door. Instead, you see a thick Turkish rug that hangs on a brass rod attached to the wall above the frame. It is pressed up against the door frame. It looks very thick, very heavy. Well, I'll go over to it and uh, pull the edge back. As you approach, you get a very bad feeling. Very, very bad. I'd like you to make a pow roll. Forgot my dice. Ah, uh, 76. My pal is 75. You hesitate. You push back. All right. Um, give me a listen roll. Uh, 19. Yes, pass. In fact, it's very, better than half. Yeah. Very soft, very faint. It almost merges in with the room tone as you're standing. They're downstairs. You can barely hear them. Almost merging in with the silent room tone. You can hear words. It's like conversations. Like a woman's voice? or It's difficult to make out, but it sounds like people talking, people talking to themselves, people talking to one another, very quiet. You, you can't make out what's being said. And is this coming from beyond the tapestry? Yes. I've got my gun out and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that and I say, Miss Darby, we're uh, investigators. We're not here to harm you in any way. That's when Hawk, behind you, you hear click and music begins uh, protruding from the phonograph. 
everyone downstairs downstairs hears music begin to play. Okay, I jump and uh, reorient myself so that I'm I can't like be snuck up on. Yeah, as you turn around, you see that there is no one there. Okay, I uh, I just stand my ground for a few seconds. All right. As you're doing that, so everyone downstairs, you've just heard music begin to play from upstairs. Uh, for anyone interested, it's Guilty by Ruth Edding. Lovely. It's a nice tune. So, um, let's... William, William shouts, Mr. Hawk, are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. There might be somebody up here. Should we go up, Tommy? What's he, what's he, what's he doing up there? He's, I'm making sure there's nobody with guns. He's playing. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's playing music. I think he's playing music. Is it is it clear? Are there people up there? I don't know. There might be. Either that or something. Wanna, if you guys want to back him up? Um, go right ahead. I'm going to continue to investigate this uh, this little shrine. See and. You. Anything else I can uh, gather from, from here. And I'll be at the hawk. Jock, do you need help? If not, I'm going to continue into the dining room. If I knew if I needed help, I would say something, but I don't know what's going on. So I'm... Uh, well, I, like well, I said, William, William wants to run up and, and help out, so he gets a boomerang out and runs up the stair. Okay. But I am going to do one thing while I'm standing there. I'm going to go over to the phonograph. Mm -hmm. And uh, without turning my back on the carpet thing, because I think that somebody might jump out of there, I'm going to look at the phonograph and see if it somehow is rigged up to go off. I'm still thinking this woman's a fortune teller and she's got things rigged up so that while she's telling her fortunes, she hits a switch or she steps on a trigger or, and it makes the phonograph go on or whispers come out of places. And so I'm still skeptical, but sure. Uh, you can hear William traipsing upstairs. Is, does anyone else want to go upstairs? I am still going to look in the main floor. Okay. I'm 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 gonna slowly make my way upstairs. I'm, I'm hesitant yeah, cautiously, but I'm 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 gonna try and force myself to go up there. I'm slowly I'm behind Felix. I'm not really in any hurry. Okay. And then yeah, Thompson I, 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 I don't wanna see a dead body again. And Thompson, you wanted to focus on or downstairs. Yeah. Okay. Um so we'll say that uh, that William is the first one in, but um, and William, what you see is Hawk standing there. I just sort of motion for William to come over. And uh, and Hawk, there's no device. It's right. just a phonograph. Um, phonograph turned itself on. Don't know how. I'm still thinking it's some sort of rigged up trick, but I don't see a trick. Is there is there a rug on the floor? You know, like with a. Little pressure pad or something. That's what I. Is there a rug on the floor? There's a rug on the floor. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I, th I also heard some whispering coming from over where that tapestry is. But uh, I guess my 
I, I was too cautious to just fling the thing open and look. Um, I think we can get to that same room through the door in the hallway as well. William goes and takes a look at the tapestry while you're, while you're describing it. Um, William, you go over the tapestry. Are you going to kind of look through? Uh, is it kind of like, can you look behind? Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me, a one, give me one second. Be careful, William. Have I got the flashlight? Did I get the flashlight off of you, Tommy? Sure. I'm following. Having, a, having a look. Use the point of your boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Check must... your uh, messages, William. So, Hawk, you see William pull back the rug, almost almost un completely unfazed. Um, not like you, but he pulls back the rug, looks inside. Okay. At that point, I move forward and, and look over his shoulder. Okay, so you're moving across the room. William suddenly goes, ah! And throws the curtain back and kind of staggers back towards the stairs. How Sorry. much... I sort of grab William as he staggers. He's, he's, he's kind of trembling. He's going, the eyes, the eyes, the, the eyes are looking. They're looking. And he, can, he hides behind Clifton. Um, at, at, the, at the moment he, he cries out, I'm just going to freeze on the stairs and, and stay exactly where I am. What about you, Tommy? Are you going to stay still? I bump into the back of Felix as he freezes. How about Henry and Fowler? Um... All you hear is Ken, is William scream out like it's a, okay. it's a fearful scream. As soon as I hear that, I basically stop what I'm doing and I basically book it upstairs. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna make Tommy my way and uh, Tommy well. and Felix are on the stairs. <laughs> so you I'm, guys... I'm, I'm whispering kind of creepily into Clifton's ear behind him, saying, "There's lots of them. There's lots of them. They're in there." I'm quite happy to stand to the side of the stairs and <laughs> run past me. What do I see looking over here? Well, he's now behind me. Sure. So I'm we're right gonna, in front of the curtain. We're going to say that this is when Thompson and Fowler kind of rush in, and you're pulling back the curtain. Um, let's see. Let me pull it up. I have it here. Okay. Pulling back the rug... It reveals the front parlor. However, it's practically an empty room, save for a large round table and eight plush chairs surrounding it. There are four low hanging incense burners that surround the table. And in the four corners of the square room, you see six foot mirrors that stand face to face. They, they, so basically they're staring at one another. Um, it's completely pitch black. There's no light at all in this room. Well, except the light that, that we can see everything with. I shakily give Mr. Hawk the torch. Yeah, you're seeing this because you've pulled back the, the, uh, the rug and the light behind you is filtering inside. <laughs> Well, I, I, I take the, the flashlight and I shine it in there 
Okay. And I say, I, I say to William, I say, it, there, there are mirrors. You saw your own reflection. Um, it looks real. Hawk, you see the mirrors and you are immediately unnerved. Well, because they're mirrors. I don't like mirrors. I don't look okay. directly at the mirrors. <laughs> um, you shine the light inside. And what you see, now that the, you have the flashlight pointed in, on the ceiling, you see a sigil painted on the ceiling. Um, it's very complicated. So please bear with me as I kind of describe it. The sigil is a circle with four starred points that extend out to the hooks of the incense burners. Um, the circle is directly above the table and the chairs. Uh, the four starred points then create a square that line the trimming of the room. Uh, Four points then uh, then shoot out, and they reach down to the mirrors uh, in the corners of the room. What you can see, Hawk, is uh, the circle that's in the very center. Um, there's also another, there's a square inside of that circle. Um, the circle itself is not a line. Every, all the other points have been painted white as lines, very precisely, like, like almost machine-like. It is very precise. This must have taken a very long time. It's taken longer now that you realize that the circle is not a line. It is instead four small strings of text, each layered over each other. So you have one layer, and then a second layer, and then a second layer, and then a second layer. Four rings that wrap around one another. Um, you can tell one of the languages, Latin, the third ring. Uh, and this is when um, Fowler and uh, Henry kind of step into the room. Um, do you guys kind of look over Hawk's shoulder? Yeah. yeah uh, she's a fortune teller. Um, yes, I also kind of, hey, what's, what's going on? And I kind of... Uh, you William got spooked. He saw his own reflection and it scared him. And but when, it looks like she's a fortune teller. Um, and when you say uh, reflection, you all see the mirrors. Um, and looking into the mirrors, you can see that the way that they're set up, it's like infinity stretching out. Um, a very familiar sight to those who looked into the mirror during the last scenario. William kind of embarrassingly says, uh, Professor Thompson, I think that's Latin up there. What do um, the other languages look like? Thompson is able to tell you. Um, Thompson, go ahead and give me um, an anthropology. What are Tom, while he's doing? Well, he's doing out of seventy-one, so that is an extreme. That's an extreme. Okay. While he's doing that, what are Tommy and Felix doing? Are you just standing on the stairs? Well, given given that um, no one started like shouting in horror, 
anymore and everything seems to have calmed down i'm i'm going to sort of like cautiously um make my way to the top of the stairs and 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 peer into the the first room okay and you see that they're all what's going on uh, what about you, Tom? Do you kind of follow cautiously behind Felix? I follow behind Felix, but then if I remember you saying uh, at the top of the stairs, there was the door that everyone now is looking into, and there was another door on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to open that door. Um, you grab the knob and you push. It's nailed shut. Nailed? It's nailed shut. You cannot open it. Like, there's no, no jostling. It's, it's, it's like a wall. Just frozen. Well, I guess what I mean is, do I see the nails, like, or is that, do I just know that it's just not yeah? Much? You can literally see nails sticking out from the wood. Nailed from the hallway inside, so you can see the points sticking out sticking of the frame. Toward, gotcha. Okay. Well, that's weird. I say that out loud, and um, I've accidentally brought up the statue with me. I didn't mean to, but I did. <laughs> is that is it the same room though? It's just another door into the same room. It's another door into the same room. Uh, it's just blocked up so that nobody goes through it. Oh, the same room? I thought it yeah. was the side of the hallway. No, it is the same room. This, the front parlor is a very large room with only a table and eight chairs and then four incense burners and the four mirrors. Um, Thompson, the languages of the rings, um, beginning with the innermost ring and ending with the last, Arabic, ancient Greek, Latin and Nordic runes. Hmm. Which is strange because, well, with the Nordic runes, I mean, hmm. Seems like they're trying to cover all of their bases, but uh, can I understand what they say? Um, you have Latin, correct? I have Latin, I have uh, Aramaic, which is Sort of an older, yeah, yeah. older, um, similar I'll, to Arabic. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you Latin and I'll give you Arabic, but with a penalty die if you want to try. Okay. Oh, uh, this is for this is my Latin roll. Okay. Uh, forty-three out of twenty-one, so that's a fail. Okay. And Aramaic. Uh, that's forty-one out of forty-one. Um, but you said I needed a penalty die. Penalty yeah. die. So I'll roll that again and see which one is worse. And this one is worse. This is a 91. So, uh, um, prof- Professor, I can help with the Latin. Okay. Okay. That was, a six- that was a success. Yours is a success? It is an incredibly in depth incantation whose purpose is to open a doorway into another realm of existence entirely. Hmm. So, so William's just reading it out as he goes along to the professor so that he kind of gets a gist of what's going on there. Okay. And you all hear this. Um, now, none of you have actually stepped into the room, correct? You're all just kind of standing on the precipice. Well, how could they read the circle in the uh, dark with? Yeah, I think we would be in the room, Professor and me anyway. In the room. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. So you guys entered into the room. William and Hawk. As soon as you step inside, you feel 
like you're in a crowded train station. It's very suffocated. It's like you're standing shoulder to shoulder with people. Um, Epstein, Thompson, Fowler, you don't feel this way. You just kind of walk in. Just like a dingy room. I turn to Mr. Hawk and say, kind of whispering, I told you there was lots of them here. You can feel there's people in here. I feel it too. Do any of you feel like this room is full of people? Only us. Yeah. There is something bad going on here. It, yeah, just. You said they were trying to open a portal to somewhere? Yeah. If they're trying to contact the dead, I think the dead are here. Um, Fowler, you, 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 you bang your head into one of the, one of the, the incense holders. Um, they're, they're very low. Um, and you just kind of accidentally like hit it with. Ow! Um, and you can hear the rattling of uh, things inside. Inside his head? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could it's be bones. Never gave it to them. Yeah. Um, Tommy, are you in the room with them now, or are you still outside? Yeah, I, can, I keep getting stuck behind Felix, so I'm kind of like push, push in a little bit. Like, okay. Move in, would you? Move in. Um, you all are definitely everyone but William. Definitely avoid the mirrors. You know. And they're 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 taller than all of you, and they stand in every corner, so it's very difficult to avoid that. But you try. Um, is there anything? William, William wants to go and examine the mirrors. Maybe there's something around about the mirrors, or or whatever. He touches when, a glass. He has William, a look. There's anything. When William starts to move towards the mirrors, I instinctively just grab the back of his shirt and I pull him over. Okay. <laughs> Stay away from the mirrors. Um, Everything is about mirrors in this whole thing. Could I, could I examine the table? Yeah. In, including uh, under it as well. Um, yeah, under the table would be difficult. It's a very, it's a very large base. Um, but around the trimming, um, there's nothing there. I'm going to say that's what you do that first. You kind of look under. Um, Are you looking for tricks? Specifically looking for little sort of hidden tricks um shelves and things where you you know because i know these these seances there's a lot of trickery to it yes um however there is nothing um all around all around there's nothing um you see that the table is completely bare except for um and you can see that the the that the uh that uh the the God damn it! The square that's inside the circle, the the inner square. Um, inside of that is um, Sanskrit. You, I'm saying that you know Sanskrit because you know Hebrew, um, but it's kind of lined. It's it's lined in a diagonal, um, and that you're only seeing it because it's so fine that you had to be like right, right there. Um, you had to be right underneath the table to see it. Um, however, being in the circle makes you feel a warmth. Um, it's like it, it almost seems to exude out of you. Um, on the table, 
is someone needs to know what it is. Um, on the table, you see that there is a, a jug of water. Um, there's a small wooden box. Um, and then there is a, a small chime. Um, I'm going to uh, tentatively um, open the wooden box. Okay. Sort of with, with my fingernail. Okay. And just sort of look, look in it. Very much um, at arm's length. What you see when you open it up um, are dried bits of plant, kind of uh, almost, it's a mixture of colors, but mainly like a dark, bassy earth tone color. Very dried slices. Do you have natural world or, what's the other one? Or anthropology? I have natural world at base. I mean, you can try it. Oh, 28 out of 10. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I have seen um, Boris Karloff in The Mummy, though. Yeah. Which, which makes me wonder whether this is the fabled Tannis root. I mean, it doesn't look anything like a root, but uh, it just looks like shriveled up, kind of green, brown-ish plants. Um, it's not the, uh, the devil's hemp marijuana, is it? No, it is not marijuanas. Um, let's now go over to, uh, what is everybody else doing? As Felix is examining the table, um, does anyone want to go over uh, to him? Is anyone examining the ceiling? Um, William, William wants to go t to see Felix because he keeps telling people he's good at natural world. Okay. I, uh, I, oh, I'll let you go, Clifton. I, I feel very uncomfortable in this room, so I'm going to leave the room and go look at the bookcase in the previous room. All right, Hawk, as soon as you exit, immediate relief. Um, it's, also, it's also like a temperature change. Like it's right. 20 degrees warmer in the rear parlor. Ivy, Clifton, are you look more, what was going on in there? There's dead people in there. I don't know what's up. I, I don't see any dead people in there. I don't see any dead people in there either, but they're there. Um, what about uh, Be careful. Where's this box that you found, Felix? It's on the table. On the table. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the ceiling to see the lines to see if I could see if there's any, the, the pattern that they're forming, if they're lining up with the house or the walls in any way. Or... They're lining up with the walls. I did a mock-up. Let me see if I can find it still. This may take just a quick little howdy-doody second. Um, I hope I didn't delete it. That would have been useful. Ba, 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 ba. Tommy, that stuff in the box might be tea. If you want to make us a cup of tea over that's here, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's tea. Um, let's dead, see. Dead people tea. Dead people tea. Let's see if I can find it. Too many of these. 
No, I cannot find it, but I can just remake it and send it to everybody when uh, when I'm done. It does make us. It, it makes a clear pattern um, with the square just above the center of the table, the circle um, lined. Uh, so the table is inside the circle. Uh, the the four points spreading out to another square, and then from those, that square, from the corners of that square, four other points extending to the mirrors. Did you say there were six mirrors or four mirrors? Four mirrors in the corners of the room. Four, okay. And uh, the incense burners, they are in the corner of the square, the first, the, the outer square. It's very difficult without the, the visual aid. I wish I had it. I think I got um, I just, I guess what I'm like, I'm trying to make sure that the markings on the ceiling mostly or only relate to what is in this room. It doesn't yes. extend beyond. Because I keep thinking about the salt circle outside, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to relate that in relation to what we're looking at here. No, the salt circle. No, every the things in this room are the things that the symbol is. Uh, the, the the table, the center of the table, the incense burners, and then the mirrors. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm like, if you guys need anything, I'm gonna go cool downstairs again to, uh, just to do some more quick thorough searching. There's also another upstairs, isn't there? Yes, there's three floors. But might as well okay. get the, um, the basement or the main floor. So, Fowler, you exit. Um, William, you walk over to Felix. Take a look inside. Give me a natural world. Yay. Pass. Peyote. What? Peyote. It is uh, flattened slices of peyote. Peyote is a uh, is a plant used by Native Americans um, to. Uh, it, it, say that again, Mick. It's a cactus. Oh, cactus! It's a plant. Uh, <laughs> cactus are plants. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, if, if you saw a bit of cactus, you'd, you'd recognize it as a bit of cactus, wouldn't you? Well, flattened, flattened slices of peyote does not look, look anything like a cactus. But William says to Mr. Epstein, that's not Boris Karloff's fingers. That's a plant. Looks like cactus. Oh, right. Oh, I thought, I thought it might be Lipton's uh, Necro Blend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, it's 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 used in uh, in ceremonies um, as kind of like a a mind expander. Man, she's really covering all bases. Yes, it all religions. Like she's been opening the doors of perception. That could that that could be a good line for a song in the future, or a book, or a book, or a, book. Yeah. Or a movie tagline. Can I um, ask a, a different kind of question, uh, Thomas? As sure. William obviously had that kind of sense of people. Uh, does it? Is he kind of? Does his daydreaming thing a little bit? Does that feel oppressive? Or does it just feel busy? So, so, so you're daydreaming right now. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that atmosphere. Give me one second. I gotta type something out. I'm sorry, everybody. 
It'll be worth it, though. Trust me. Our, our GM is very mysterious. Nearly as mysterious as this room. Tommy is getting distracted by looking at the mirror closely. Like, is it a normal glass mirror? Is it a black scrying mirror? Is it? Is there anything unusual about the mirror itself? Tommy, would you like any mind-expanding cactus What's over smell? there? What's it smell like? I um, think it, it's been here for a while. It, it actually, it, it doesn't smell very nice. No, it smells really bad. It smells like kind of stale urine. <laughs> I'm going to take off a little tiny piece and eat it. He's going to the wild side, Mr. <laughs> Epstein. Break on through. I, I'll maybe have a little nibble just to taste it. See if it does taste like urine. Tastes horrible. Not that he knows what the taste of urine is, but it tastes horrible. All right, uh, William, read I'm that. Let me know when you're done. What's so funny? Why are you all giggling in there? Um, <laughs> so, Tommy, do you actually uh, bite some? Yeah, just just trying to taste it, see what it. I've never had peyote before. Uh, it does not taste particularly good. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't swallow it? Oh, that's dumb. Swallow it. <laughs> that's where the fun starts. It can't be. It can't be that potent, is it? I'm just taking a little bit. No, it's it's you have to you have to take loads of okay. it. Okay. Where she could get something like that from all of a sudden William starts to shake and closes his eyes and he's staggering backwards and, and suddenly lurches back towards the wall and hits against the door and starts to speak Latin and then See, Aramaic that. and then another language and another line Spanish comes out. Uh, I don't know if anyone can speak Spanish, but it sounds not like a, a man's voice, but a female's voice. And all these different languages are coming out, and he's against the wall. And then his eyes are kind of opening up. And uh, it's just the white of his eyes. Um, yeah, you, everyone inside the room, you literally see William pulled away from the table. He literally flies away and, and sma smashes into uh, the far wall. Um, and he's like shaking. Um, Is that a woman's voice? I come running back into the room. Something's happening here. He's, it's, it's William. Uh, everyone can hear this. Um, he's, he's, he's speaking in tongues or something. I told you there's dead people in this room. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting Ken take the reins here. Uh, in a Spanish accent, I wouldn't bother trying it. In a Spanish accent. Uh, my daughter, my daughter, where is she? Where is she? My daughter. Can you see her? Who, who, who are you? Maria, Maria, my daughter, my daughter, she is gone. Can you see her? You hear a tapping noise. Yeah, <laughs> we can hear <laughs> rats in the walls. <laughs> table tapping. It's the spirits. Yeah. So, uh, so William, are you still like convulsing, shaking? Uh. I think he's calming down. His eyelids are fluttering. You can still see the white of his eyes. He's kind of sighing as if something's fading. 
So he's, and he's, 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 his head his head falls down. Let's help him sit down. In and the he says, "Hawk, Hawk." Yeah, I, I I'm going to go grab him and walk him out of the room. He he, he kind of feels rigid, like you can't move him. Like his feet feet are pinned to the floor, and he says, uh, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." He says, "I'm sorry." Thompson is also in the room. What's wrong? He, so, he, he sounds like an older man's voice just now. It's Thompson, are you there? Thompson? I'm here, but I, you know what? Um, let me, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Let me, can I roll a, an occult to see if perhaps he's. Uh, I think we all believe that he's possessed by the spirits of the dead. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to see what exactly triggered it. What Hawk, Hawk, and Thompson, you need to know. You need to know it's as horrible there in this realm. It's horrible. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. What's your name? Who are you? I am Gregory. Gregory Hebert Norcross. You're going to have to remind my, us. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. Nick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was, that was uh, the father. Gregory. Yeah, Gregory Norcos. I came from Boston. Gregory. Latin school to Miskatonic. I took my bachelor's in Miskatonic. I graduated. I went to the war, the Great War. I came back wounded. 1918, I became an investigator. I developed a reputation in Arkham. And you took the book. You need to know. It's horrible. Hawk, it's horrible. You cannot fail if you feel it's doom. 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 William's starting to kind of uh, float back and forward, swim back and forward. We're holding on to William to keep him from falling over. Um, William, look at the messages. He kind of gets firm again, stands, and his head kind of bends down again. And he, it's almost like the way he stands, it's completely different. Like almost military. Shoulders go back. William's actually, as a character, is quite a tall guy, but he tends to kind of walks to it, so he kind of stretches up a bit. Jeremy White, Anthony, sir. And then he, he kind of swoons a wee bit again and then sags down. And then um, he just can he's, he's kind of going limp in your arms as you're supporting him. Okay. I, I I think we I think we should get out of this room. We need to get him out of this room. Yeah, I I I don't I don't want to be in here anymore. Let's 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 let's, let's move him. I'll, I'll help. Can we uh, move him now? Um, yeah, you guys begin moving him. Ken, if you'd like to take one more look. 
Um, so they're literally, you guys are literally dragging him out. You're, 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 he's limp. Right. Perhaps Tommy notices as they're dragging him. Uh, William looks up at Tommy and he has a big grin in his face. And then kind of So he'll turn to, he turns around to you, Hawk, and says, The void. The void. The void. And kind of slumps again. So he has now exited the room. You are now in the rear parlor. As soon as you're all out, uh, you, you guys, like I, like I said to Hawk, you guys didn't really notice it in that room, but as you enter into the rear parlor, there's a weight lifted. Yeah. You can hear with such force, it seems like someone's pulling it, the, the rug swing shut. And we uh, lay, lay William on the couch. Okay. William's just exhausted. He's just... Yeah. Uh, well, well, right. well, how did I get here? So you well, don't remember anything that just happened to you? What happened? Uh, who put me in this couch? Well, considering that I'm sitting next to you with my arm around. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Hawk, why are we sitting on this couch? Has anyone got a flask? I think he probably do with a drink well to answer your question it would seem that the dead have spoken through you well give me a drink you must be sensitive more sensitive than you knew i could feel something in the room when we went in me too. When we, i know that you thought it was the mirrors but i'm sure i saw lots of eyes William kind of shudders and takes a sanity roll. Go ahead. And passes. I'll take a point anyway. Sure. He's just tired. He's just tired and exhausted. <sighs> well, have yourself a drink. Rest there. I wouldn't suggest you go back into that room. Okay. Gentlemen, I don't know what's going on here. We still have the rest of the house to explore, but it would seem that Miss Tally was uh, an effective medium in summoning up the dead. She wasn't a fake, if, if that means something. Oh, sure uh, does. What's that? I say it sure does. It means that we're dealing with something uh, that I was hoping not to really deal with. I hope this was going to be a, uh, when I came back here, I, I figured it would be a bit more of a straightforward investigation. Hmm. Well, you know that was not going to happen. Well, <sighs> one, can, one can hope and dream, you know. I want to ask a quick question of the GM. Hmm. The woman in the picture in the hallway, which I yes. assume is Tally, was she by chance also the woman we saw in the hotel getting into the elevator as we were getting out? No. Okay. Um, no. Uh, 
you guys are uh, hawk you mentioned it as you were leaving i'm gonna give you a chance now um let's see here i want to pull it up for me really quick go ahead your the couch is right beside the bookshelf go ahead and give me a library use roll just very quickly oh where is my library uh my library is 65 i rolled an 80 so no i'm more concerned with william right now okay um who is also beside william well felix is right here okay felix give me either an occult or a library use okay which of those is better uh, William says to Tom, is my boomerang there? They're both 40. So. You know, William is I got an eight. You never let it go. Is it a boomerang or is it a Kylie? I don't know, Ken, laddie. There's another accent coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Felix, you rolled a, you rolled, you got a, a very good roll. So as Hawk is, Hawk is literally tending to, to William. He's focused on that, and you're kind of set beside him. Um, you just kind of do a glance, uh, just a, a cursory glance to your, to your right, and look at the bookshelf. Um, and at, at this, uh, at this distance, you can see all the, the names of the books. It's some crazy shit. Solomonic magic, Dru- uh, Druidism, astral projection, ancient Greek magics, seances, electronic communication with dead spirits, hollow earth theory, auras, human collective consciousnesses, exorcism. The list goes on and on and on and on. What is this electronic word you used? Oh, they had, I actually looked this up. They had electronic uh, communications with dead spirits, radios. They tried hearing voices in the static. Mm. Yeah. Um, but what strikes you, Felix, almost, you're, you're kind of looking and it, you spot it. Hard black leather book, iron clasps, uh, extending from the spine of the book, kind of wrapping around it. There is a tag that kind of dangles out from the pages just on the spine. On a Sprechelikin Colton. There we go. And a Sprechlik in Colton. That's a rather uh, unusual it's, looking book. It stands um, out from all the rest. We had, uh, we had trouble with the book before. Um, um, I'm curious, though, because all the other ones seem to be like um, just sort of um, your standard mass-produced books, but um, that looks like something special. Um, I'm I'm just going to have a look at it. Sure. Um, Just slide it out and just have a look at it. If If it's an old book, it might be worth something. You pull it out and you open it. Um definitely old um for those who know their cthulhu mythos this is not a reprint um so 1500s yeah old and in between the pages on a white leather paper um you can see that someone fowler you recognize the handwriting 
uh, as the woman, as the same uh, handwriting as in we um, that you found downstairs. Um, someone is translating the book. And they're about three quarters of the way through. Oh, wow. That's going to take a lot of time. Well, I mean, uh, just, just looking at this translation, what, what, what is it? What, what, what's this book about? So, uh, and, and, and pardon me if I'm not as up to, to date with my Cthulhu mythos as I used to be. Um, but it is basically a text that contains information on cults. Um, the main one that it focuses on um, is an unpronounceable name that starts with a G. I can't remember what it is. It's not Galaki, it's something else. Um, but it talks about, um, like you're, you're looking through, and it talks about uh, the Brotherhood of the, uh, the Bloody Tongue. It talks about uh, something called uh, the Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign, uh, the Witches of Westbrook. Um, talks about uh, some kind of uh, black stone in uh, Honduras. It talks about the Brotherhood of the Skin. Uh, it, it, it literally is categorizing all of these cults and writing down as what little information the author could come up with. Um, the main one, however, that takes up the bulk of the middle is uh, the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. Um, it would take you weeks for you to kind of pour through all of this. It's a very large book. It's no easy feat to go through this book and, um, and just, just reading the translation. It's, it's, it's a thick book. It's a tome. Um, so Felix is standing there um, and Hawk and Thompson, you, as soon as you, as you look up and you see, uh, Felix holding the book, you immediately know what it is because of your, your experience with, uh, with the uh, Arcane Society. Yeah. Um, Felix, can you say there's a, a fairly decent translation, at least partly done there? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I, would, I would just suggest you don't read it. <laughs> Unash Brecklick and Coulton is... Uh, one of those forbidden tomes that's uh, not like uh, not like the scarlet letters. I mean the crimson letters. But it but it seems but it seems from from what I can see just by just by quickly leafing through it and and look, glancing at a few of the, the translations, it seems to be about um, cults. Yeah, I mean, isn't that exactly the the the, the problem we've got that, that we're I mean, look at this. This is something. This must be something to do with a cult. Yeah. Not only that, it also talks about like items of relevance to the cult, locations of the cult, locations of the uh, the items. Um, it's got everything. It's just I it's, the, uh, um, the 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 eighteen thirty nine version, the original is. Um, it's also illustrated, isn't it? Yes, but this is not the 1839 version. Oh, no. Okay. 
was it the, the 1843 version? Uh, I believe if I, let me pull it up. Uh, 1839 is the original. Too, so yeah, 18, 1839. I know. I was wrong. I thought I was thinking of De Vermis Mysteries. Let's see. There's the Golden Goblin edition from 1909. That's... Right. Let's see. I have the uh, the 1845, um, not the English edition. The Bridewell um, edition. Yeah. Well, Nameless, Nameless Cults, that's called. Bridewell yeah, well, Cults. let's see here. What do I have? Oh no! I just kidding. It is the 1839 one. The 1845 one is the one with the with the mistranslations. Mm. That's that right. Too. That's the one with the cheap woodcuts. Well, just kidding. So ignore that I said 1845 because that's a note if you decide to look into it further. Friedrich William von Junz. The Black Book. Yeah, I've got my notes on it right here. Um, with the original illustrations by Gunther Hass. My uh, my character reads German, so. Um, probably looked into a few versions of this text. Um, if I've um, leafed through it and encountered some of the illustrations, I might uh, need to make a sanity roll for that. Yeah, they're brutal. It, it vividly describes rituals performed by the cults. I say, Felix, I warned you. <laughs> uh, yeah, failed that. Let's see. What I have all I have all the information from the from the manual here. Um two D four. Yeah. One and two. Lucky three so, points. So with that, Felix closes the book very quickly, and there's just like the colors Shit. run from his face. Four. Yeah, you might be right about that, Hawk. Um, well, yeah, those. I mean, four. Those, those. The illustrations in that are a bit um, close to the mark. To yeah. be honest with you, uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, Let's just set Maybe that aside. I, I know some people that that should go to. People who will keep it locked up. <laughs> well, you mentioned something about the Pharaoh, and uh, Professor Thompson knows about Egypt stuff, doesn't he? So maybe he should look at it. Yeah, Henry, what do you know about the Black Pharaoh? What do I know about the Black Pharaoh? Well, uh, you know that it has something in connection with a certain cult that you're looking into. Okay. There's connections between them, and uh, I believe you were looking into the Brotherhood of the Beast? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, there's connections. Not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll say, basically, um, I don't know much about them, but only in passing. And what would I know about them uh, in passing? I mean, through my own personal research. You know, you know that the Brotherhood of, uh, or the, uh, the followers of the Black Pharaoh were essentially priests in ancient Egypt that wanted to usurp the throne. Um, but that's really all you know. So I'll say that. I'll, I'll let you, I mean, like, that's all I know, but has something to do with a group of uh, priests who attempted 
on many uh, occasions to usurp the, uh, the throne of the, the actual pharaoh. Um, what I, what I, uh, I guess, surmised that they were maybe followers of Set. Yes, I mean, not in so many words. Um, but like, I would, I mean, I, since I don't know much of it, about them, yeah, um, they um, conclude that they were followers of Set probably um, trying to bring about, uh, I guess, chaos within Egypt, within the, uh, the royal hierarchy. Yeah, all safe to say. But I, I will also state that this is just, you know, my own personal musings. Um, I would have to do a bit more research on it, um, which gives me a project to do. Well, now that you have that, um, what would you like to do now? You still have the upper floor and downstairs. Is there, is there a, do we notice if there was like a basement level to this place? No, longhouses don't have basements. They have attics. All right, well, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, continue our search. Um, I'll, I'll go downstairs. I'll, There's still I'll, maybe uh, someone in the house, so be careful. Yeah, um, I'll I'll head towards the attic then. Okay, um, everyone else, uh, William, how are you feeling? Well, it might not feel up to going up to the top, so he'll maybe have a scout about if he's feeling up for it in the ground floor. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll kind of join you there, uh, William. Okay. What about uh, Hawk, Tommy, and Felix? Um. How about Tommy and Felix? You go first. I'll stick nearby William and keep him within within eyesight. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just gonna go. Um, uh, just gonna follow Hawk wherever he goes. Okay. He's got a gun, and the fact that he's got a gun makes me feel a lot safer. And at the, at the moment, I'm still well, sort of reading from from um, what, I, what I just saw in that book. It was well. Um, did did you guys want to go upstairs? Then you can have three upstairs and three in the the main floor. Well, I'm 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 going to put my hand on uh, Felix's shoulder and I'm going to say some of this stuff is really really disturbing. Um, yeah. This, uh, I think that we can surmise that uh, if Tally is still alive, which I assume she is, she's left. Um, that book there, I don't care about all that other stuff, but that book there, that needs to go somewhere. So, yeah, I, uh, I would say you're, uh, you're, you're probably right there. That's, that's, um, that's not something that should be just left lying around. It's, I, I, I hate to sound sympathetic for the book, but they shouldn't have made notes actually in the text itself. This is. Uh, an incredibly rare and uh, valuable tome. Uh, Miskatonic University would would love to have something like this, but yeah, we should definitely will. Um, giving this to the Arcane Society. They can yeah. tell me what to do with it. But it it, it seems to me that um, I mean, it just seems to me that these what you know, Cowley and whoever else is uh, behind this, they were in some sort of. Uh, 
I'm not going to say rush, but there was urgency here. Um, we found a book in Timothy's uh, library that had an Arabic inscription in it. Um, and uh, the text itself was written in Arabic, wasn't it? Yes. Um, did I know personally I tra translated it, but did uh, did Hawk ever like get that translated? I'm pretty sure you guys did get it translated. All right. It took it took some time. Okay. Well, I I, I, I in trouble. I, I I bring it up again and I say the text that we found, the little book, um, as I recall, it said something along the lines of, to my beloved daughter, uh, I gave you this book of knowledge. It was basically a message from her father. I, uh, from what we've seen in the house, I have an interesting feeling that those urns downstairs might contain the ashes of her parents. And from this up here, I think that she's been trying to contact them. She's yeah. definitely a gifted medium of some sort, and she has been searching for spells. And unfortunately, she has found some of them, and she's awakened something. William seems to be sensitive to it. I think I am, too, although they didn't take me over. Um, yeah, we got to clear out some of this dangerous stuff, and uh, and I don't know what to do about that room over there. Something is set up. I don't know if we should scratch the uh, symbols off the walls or. Uh, I don't know. Um, without really knowing what it is, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. Um, You're right. It could be. It could be a, a protection. Um, Maybe to keep something, yeah. Maybe to keep something out, you know. Um, With that, I'd like Thompson to give me an occult roll. Sixty-four out of sixty-five. Wow, you're hitting it close today. The way that everything is laid out in the room, the sigils on the, on the ceiling makes it very uh, apparent that there was evocation involved. But the circles, the way it was, the circles were laid out. Um, now you didn't have the other three inscriptions deciphered, but it's possibly safe to assume that that's a magic circle. Okay. A, uh, a, a circle of protection, so to speak. I got you. But they can be used two different ways. They can be used to contain a demonic entity, or they can be used to protect you from a demonic right. entity. Right. Now, if the I'm going to guess, is the circle exactly the same size as the table, or is it smaller than the table? It's just big enough to where you can you can kind of slide a chair out and sit down. So, so something be contained on top of the table with the circle. Or whoever's within can be protected from outside. So they sit around the table like a seance in the protection of that circle. They're is there any the sign of any corresponding markings on, on the floor? 
There are no markings on the floor. It's just on the ceiling. Mm. Which is unusual, isn't it, mm. Henry? Mm. Yeah. Usually the circle's on the floor. Mm. Mr. Fowler, have you got a book there? A different, different uh, kind of book? You actually don't see the book. Oh, okay. William sees it. Yeah, oh, we're watching you like a hawk. <laughs> I, 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 I maybe just saw you putting it in your pocket, that was all. But it's not like a big, big magic no. book. Um, Fowler, William was in a completely different room. Yeah, I'm like, I, what's going on? You never, you never seen me have the book. Oh, I, must, I must have imagined it when I took a funny turn. Okay. Oh, but, but but what's that sticking out your pocket? I kind of show it to you. I found this. I just wanted to, you know, to make sure, you know. What's the book called? What's the book called? Yeah, he pulls out "We" by Evgeny Yasmatin. Is that not the same as the one? Uh, was it Timothy's house? Mm-hmm. There was, was a paperback book, and I did it not see. I, I think there was a wee message in it, but I can't remember what it was. There was no message. Um, no. Samantha said that Timothy got her the book and said that she'd enjoy it. But I, I kind of, you know, show I show him. But look, it looks it's completely in Russian, but it looks to be like it's translated. Um, yeah, what, what he shows you is uh, less of a translation and more of just like personal notes. Like she really likes the book and therefore has written like, ooh, I think this means this. But I think it's Tally's book mm. or somebody close because whoever translated the the one that Felix had, the big tone, is exact same. As same handwriting, yes. Mm-hmm. So probably she had the book. She loved the book. She probably gave Timothy one, and he gave it to his wife. Maybe. Or his wife found it. Yeah. And in order to excuse the presence of this thing, he told her it was a gift for her. Cover up his affair with Tally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. So where are you guys headed off to now? Three upstairs, three downstairs? Well, I'm, I'm heading up to the attic. I'll, I'll go up with you guys. Well, we just got to get to the third level first. Yeah. Third level um, slash attic and then ground floor. So let's start with the ground floor. Um, so William, Tommy, Fowler, you guys, where are you guys going? I, I say the dining room. There is a lot more books in the dining room. So I kind of don't want to let, you know, Clifton, Felix, and Henry know. But, but yeah, there's some of the books here. Maybe we could, you know, find some interesting stuff there. Is the dining room on ground floor? Yep. On, yeah. Yeah, well, William likes books. He'll go and check that out. Okay, what about you, Tom? Are you going with them? There's also the kitchen. Yeah, 
I'll meander into the kitchen. I'm curious too if there's a back entrance. Um, there is, but uh, just by opening it from the kitchen, it's a small little uh, little yard. Uh, just like, well, not a yard. It's like a little tiny garden, and then the alleyway. She's like made a, a little garden. A city yard. Yeah, a city yard. Yeah, Tommy. Well, while you're in the kitchen, um, you can uh, put on shut the it down. What's what's that, Mister? Can you, can you put on the kettle while while you're? Uh, <laughs> where's that peyote hat? <laughs> and uh, so, Fowler, William, dining room, Tommy, kitchen. So let's start with the the dining room. Um, yeah, William. Fowler wasn't kidding. There's tons of books. Um, stacks, stacks. Um, they litter all over, um, except for one little portion where uh, one of the incense hangers, um, it appears it's been taken down open, um, and it was in the process of being like replaced. Um, so uh, there's also papers just kind of all over the place. Notes. Um, they're, they're, they're all bundled up into stacks. Um, handwritten too, all, all of them handwritten in the same blue pen, um, gliding swoops, very beautiful handwriting. Um, she clearly likes, um, whoever, you assume it's Tally, uh, she likes the handwritten word. Um, Do I get the feeling that it's our own studies from books that she's read, it's our own hand, it's our own notes, is it that kind of thing or is it more personal stuff? Um, Just at a glance? At a glance, you can't really tell. Um, the, it's just, it's all over the place about all kinds of different subjects. The ones that you can find in English, um, they seem academic. Like the I, stuff, I, I stuff three or four, fold them up and put them in my pocket for later. Okay. Well, they're big stacks, they're like this big. Yeah, a few pages then, okay. just, to get, just to get a sense of what she's on about. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna basically kind of do the same thing, kind of work, kind of work together, trying to find some, you know. Sure. Um, Fowler, as you're kind of going through everything, um, you're noticing that. Uh, well, and I'll give uh, I'll give it to William too. Um, you're noticing that every single you're going through the notes, the books. However, they're stacked up. Um, you're noticing that they've got like a like a. Uh, like stamps on the spine and on the inside um, they either read Columbia University or Low Memorial Library. Hmm. What was the name of the library? Low Memorial. L-O-W Memorial. Okay. Um, Fowler and William give me a spot hidden. Oh, fantastic. Zero, zero 05. I'm rubbish at this. So, passed as well. <laughs> zero 05. Oh, you're terrible. Um, we'll give it to William since he got a zero 05. Um, William, as you're kind of going through the stacks, you see on a note card, uh, well, it's a, it's a blank note card. Uh, there's a note that reads Good job with this translation. Hope to see more soon. Guy. Okay, I show it to uh, 
show it to Dexter. I'm like, guy. Is it no other, no address, anything like that on it? Um, the note card has a stamp on uh, the side. Um, mm -hmm. Clearly, this was used as like stationery um, for Low Memorial Library. Okay. What part of the New York is Low Memorial? Uh, it's part of uh, Columbia, so uh, near central Manhattan. Okay. I kind of mentioned to William, and also I kind of mentioned to kind of, hey, Tommy, I think we found a sort of a lead. Oh, yeah? What'd you get? I show him all the low memorial kind of. Just as I leave the kitchen, can I check the fridge? Um, yeah, so let's talk about the kitchen. Um, it's kind of a mess. Dying plants are hanging from clay pots that are dangling from either like thick rope or chains that hang from the ceiling. Um, do you have a biology or natural world? Biology, yeah. Go ahead and give me a biology. Ooh, I missed it by three points. Well, you guys are going to have a, a luck regen, um, like, as soon as we're done with this. So. Okay, I'll spend it. Okay. The plants that you're seeing all around the kitchen are marigolds, bellflowers, hosta plant, and hanging ivy. Um, you don't need spot hiddens for any of these. Uh, there are dirty kitchen dishes that kind of line up. Um, very similar to, to your apartment, Tommy. You're a young guy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know we're all assuming that Tally hasn't been here in two weeks, but on a bad day, you're pretty much describing my apartment. So <laughs> yeah. I just am, like, checking the fridge. I'm looking for more concrete evidence that... Um, yeah, and as you're looking around at the dishes, um, you could see that... Uh, Someone's left vegetables on the counter, um, and it's clearly wilted. They're clearly, they're clearly, they're, they're not rotting. It's, it's cold enough that they're not just like outright rotting and flies are everywhere, but they've just been left out. Okay. Um, there's also a pot of water that's just kind of sitting on the countertop, and then uncooked penne just kind of spilt on the, uh, on the stove the box kind of off to the side. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like she left in a hurry. Um, you said you want to look in the, uh, the, there's the, 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 the fridge of the power's off all the food in there's probably rotting. Okay. Um, That's pretty much like, I just want to make sure that, you know, she wasn't still living there under these nasty conditions and no, no. Um, clear that she's has, uh, she's clearly left. Yeah. Um, give me a spot hidden now. Thirty-one is a hard. Uh, as you're just about, so you've done your cursory look. Fowler said, "Hey, come look at this." You're walking out, and you turn just to do your you know, one more once over. Mm -hmm. You look at the floor. 
Your eyes were kind of focused on the countertops and the plants that are kind of hanging from the ceiling. Then look at the floor. Mm -hmm. There is a small section, like, like just a few inches, where you can see harsh scratch marks into the hard wood of the kitchen. And focusing on it, even though it's dark, you can see dried blood. Uh, as for the electricity and the heat, uh, she did not pay her her, uh, her bill. Power's mm -hmm. off. I, I was just about to say that. Yep. Although, really, it's only been about two weeks, so. Yeah, you gotta pay every month. It's the middle of the month, too. Mm -hmm. So she hasn't, she hasn't paid. She hasn't been here since uh, the end of March. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's go to the upstairs people. So uh, the three of you, Felix, Hawk, and Thompson, as you're walking up, um, very more pictures, um, but the very first door that you see um, as you wind up the stairway is very obviously the master bedroom. Um, there is no door. Um, it's been taken off. There's, there's a, a thin like veil, like a thin like tapestry, um, translucent. Um, and, uh, and you can even see kind of through it, you can see that there's a, a small mattress on a shoddy bed frame, um, radio, alarm clock. Um, they sit on a nightstand uh, accompanied by a candlestick with a little brass catcher. Um, there's a vanity and you can see that it's got makeup and jewelry. Uh, it's, uh, it's not very, uh, it's not a very nice room. It's clearly someone who's relatively poor. You're in the poor neighborhoods of Brooklyn anyways. Um, but uh, as you kind of just kind of take a cursory glance, um, you see that beside the vanity is a painting. A painting of the very same woman that Hawk saw in the photograph downstairs. So Timmy painted her, her picture. Uh, yes, actually. If you look closely, Hawk, you can see Timothy Tucker's signature in the bottom right corner. Ah, so this is definitely the woman then. Um, you, yes. go ahead, Hawk. Is there anything in the room that might indicate where she went? like a bus ticket or a... um no um however there is uh if you look into the walk-in closet you can see that uh there are these colorful dresses in the cobs and hijab shawls that just cover the floor they're it's, they're all over the floor um henry like are fell you off uh more like uh something i would do which is you grab it, you pull it off, you look at it, and you're like, eh. And you just kind of put it on the ground. Okay. No, you wouldn't. I can, I can see all your clothes on hangers. 
from you where can't we are see now. my right you behind you. You can't see my floor, can you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Trust me, I'll bring my girlfriend here. <laughs> That's all my girlfriend's clothes. My clothes are over right. here. So what you're saying is this woman is like a uh, 20 year old male from the modern times living in the 1930s well like like tommy uh, downstairs more just like a a 20 year old yeah ladies send your emails to tom at (laughs) um i'm not saying it (laughs) but uh i mean i just assumed that everyone color-coded and alphabetized their wardrobes like i do no, that's just you. And I I'm just going, assumed that in the you know, 19th, by season, that during well. the uh, during the depression, people would be very careful with their clothes not to ruin them. Well, yeah. during the during the twenties and thirties, as as a whole, you you tend to have two good suits. You yeah. know, a, a normal suit and your your better suit for for Sunday best and special occasions and. And these are very nice dresses and hijabs and hijabs, you know, shawls, like very nice. The rest of the house is kind of eh, but the dresses definitely are are, uh, how she expresses oneself. Um, Thompson, um, you're looking for the attic. Uh, There in the master bedroom in the hallway on the third floor, there is a, uh, a single little string. The pull down, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, can, can I interrupt for a stupid question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, hijabs is that Muslim? Yes. Uh, it's it doesn't necessarily well, have to be Muslim, but it's it's Middle Eastern. Um, yeah. In that particular region. Yeah. Usually, it's, it's worn in in a hot, uh, like dry desert heat, uh, to cover up or whatever. Yeah, um, sure. And it becomes a cultural thing after a while, but yeah. yeah. So, so I could assume that she's Muslim, but it's not necessary that, not necessarily true. Is that her I name is? She's Middle Eastern. Yeah. She could just well, be affecting that that style. Well, her name is Egyptian, and the dominant religion of the of Egyptians is uh, is Islam. Um, but at the same time, all of those things downstairs are idols that she wouldn't have them in her yeah. home if she was a Muslim. True. So right. she's Middle Eastern. Right. But I guess what I'm trying to, to, does Tommy think that based off of the hijabs that she would be Muslim? Would that be a reasonable assumption? For Tommy, yes. Okay. All um, right. Thanks. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You're fine. For, for Jeff and everyone else, maybe not. But you know, for Tommy, probably. Or just be like, she's Egyptian. Of course. All Egyptians wore, you know, weird burqa things. I'm sorry to all Egyptian and Middle Eastern people who watch this show. I mean, no offense. Um, <laughs> so, Thompson, you 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 pull the the uh, the cord, uh, and immediately the little stairs come down. They fold out. You have access to the upstairs. All right. I think I found the way up, gentlemen. Um. Thompson, uh, I should also note that there is one final room um, upstairs. Uh, it's just uh, before, down the hallway. Uh, well, we can check that before we go up, but I'll, I'll uh, 
it's I guess the ladder leading up to the the attic is down now. So sure. let's check the last room and then let's head to the uh, the attic. Okay. Um, Hawk and Felix, are you just going to stay in the room? Um, um, just give it a, a thorough look over, but uh, okay. doesn't look like there's much here. But ladies' things. How about you, Felix? Um, well, if uh, if um, Dr. Thompson has just alerted us to to finding the uh, the, the attic, I'm I'm going to uh, go out and see what's going on with him. Okay. And so Thompson has just pointed out the other door. Uh, it is closed. The final door in the house is closed. Let's let's look. Let's let's not have anything sneak up on us. So let's let's check everything on this floor first, and then head up to the attic. Okay. Okay, um, Thompson. Since you pointed it out, um, I'm going to say that you're taking point. Um, yeah, but I'll let the guy with the gun. Uh, okay. I, I've been shot enough in this this adventure. Don't you have your sword cane? I'm walking with the cane. <laughs> he got shot in the gut. He's bringing out a broken rib. That's right. That's right. I got shot too. Hey, remember? Yeah, I know. Um, I bashed uh, both up. All right. But 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 you you seem a bit more hardy. Hardier. I'll go for. I'll go first. Okay, okay. you're younger. So. Uh, so you open the door. Right. Yeah. Okay. Being careful. Being cautious. So, uh, Hawk, you, you push the door. Um, there's a little bit of resistance, but you manage to just kind of you know, force it open. It's the wind. The, wi the window upstairs is open. Um, and it's clearly been, and it's been, it's clearly open, been open for some time um, because the room is cold. Um, and paper and letters kind of litter the floor and carpet of the... Uh, of this, uh, this is clearly a study. Um, well, looking to the right and to the left to make sure nobody's hiding up here, I go straight over to the window and I close it. Uh, just bookshelves, and then directly in, fr in front of you is a desk. So you walk over uh, and close the uh, the window. Uh, to Felix and Henry, who are staying kind of behind, um, you're looking at, uh, at at the papers on the floor, and lots of them are uh, clearly articles and parts of books. Um, all of them in different languages, but all of them um, in the in the top right corner, they have a stamp that says Low Memorial Library. Um, there's a there's a little reading nook by by a cast iron furnace, um, but that's really of no interest. Uh, Hawk, you're by the desk. You've closed the window. The paper stopped rustling. Give me a spot hidden. Oh, got uh, 65 out of 70, so I just made it. On the desk, there's a stack of books about two feet high, all of them from Columbia University. It says they're on, on the spine, and if you were to flip them open, it would, it would have a stamp saying Columbia University, um, there'd be a, a library card, and then Low Memorial. How many um, books do they let you take out of this low memorial? Has she just been stealing all of these books? Uh, beside the books is a green royal portable typewriter. Um, there's no paper in it. There's no paper in the machine. But beside it, you see a typed letter 
that is just underneath a, uh, a paperweight of a sphinx. Okay. Okay. I pick it up and I look at it. All right. Um, because of the weird formatting that my computer is doing, I'm just going to read it out loud because we have one minute left. To whoever finds this, my name is Tally Among Darby, and this may be the first truly honest thing I've, ever, I've done in a long while. For the past three months, I have been seeing a man by the name of Timothy Tucker who lives with his family in Queens. How we met is irrelevant. What has developed between us since then is undeniable. My love has spurred, the lo a love has spurred between us the likes of which are only written about in stories. And it is because of this, that I, of this love that I write this letter. Together, my love and I made a plan to leave this city behind and start anew. With what money we had, my love, Timothy, left his wife to prepare our new home. However, I felt riddled with guilt. I attempted to leave a letter explaining our passion to his family, but I could not go through with it. Instead, I write this letter in hopes that someone finds it. Please tell his wife I'm sorry. T. Darby. Well, this seems to uh, solve a big problem. Yeah. Hawk, yeah. Hawk, Felix, and Thompson give me an intelligence roll. 41 out of oh. 17 out of 80. Felix, what was yours? 4 out of 70. Wow. Felix. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a roll tonight. I'm gonna the, type, the, I'm gonna, the Brits are getting the awards tonight, brother. I'm going to type something over to you. Give me a sec. None of this really adds up. but Well, on the face of it, 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 it seems pretty uh, open and sharp. But... Go ahead, Felix. One thing does kind of bug me about this, though. I mean, everything else we've seen in the house indicates that this woman absolutely loves writing by hand. She writes in the margins of her books. She writes all these notes. She writes translations. Yet, why would she choose then to type a letter proclaiming her love? Doesn't that seem out of character? It does. Well, or you're so you're you're you're, you're implying that perhaps somebody forged this just so that we can go back to his wife, tell his wife that. He's been unfaithful. He probably ran off with this tally. She's nowhere to be found. And then we end the, the investigation. And that's that. We're out of whoever's uh, behind all of this. We're out of their hair, basically. Well, and it seems a bit damn convenient as well. But we just happened to find this letter here. Also, I mean, if she if she left to run off with, uh, with Timothy, then... Um, why was the front door wide open? What? There's, there's a lot of questions about that. 
where where why would you leave your place all open to the wind uh what are all these other papers all over the floor? stuff all um, the other pages on the floor are we, they typewritten um there, say, can we can we do a a, a, a thorough uh, a search in this room yeah um the papers all on the ground like i said they're they're mainly articles um or just selective things from columbia university um things that are in other languages um you can see that on the backs of the page is a handwritten uh translation basically in a, a blue pen the same blue pen that was translating the uh the the, the tome that was translating the books downstairs and that's in we uh the book that fowler currently has but she owns a typewriter it's a mystery have we found anywhere else in the house anything that appears to be typewritten um on the desk you can see that there are some letters in columbia stationery um but and they and they are typed with T Darby. We um, need to go to Columbia. She maybe she teaches there, or taught there. She has a lot of connections to Columbia University. Well, yeah, to be able to get many to to have that access to the library, she must have a library. She certainly isn't checking all these books out. No, and they would. I think they would allow a professor to check out as many books as well, especially if she's translating them right mm. but then writing in, in the margins of the books unless somehow she purchased these books i mean we're, we're assuming that she's only up and up she could, could have clearly just stolen these things well we'll have to think about it there is a mystery here didn't you say that 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 Rather unpleasant book that we found uh, downstairs was, was particularly valuable. Indeed. Mm. And one that uh, one that should not be for public exposure. Seems kind yes. of weird to uh, to find a book that valuable in a rundown place like this not the kind of neighborhood where people go around spending fortunes on books. No. And that one, if she purchased it, I can't even imagine where she could purchase such a thing. Well, and so we will end there for today. All right. Uh, our players... Included Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Corey Highstead, Ken Trench, Wayne Worthy, and myself with Thomas McKeon as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. We have a new patron, uh, Gillian Tover Haworth, uh, has pledged $3 a month. Thank you very much, Gillian. Thank you. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. 
This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.